0: What sort of got you into design in the first place? Oh my goodness! We'll have to stop this episode and start a new episode at this point. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's that it's that horrific.
1: Uh, it, no, it's not horrific. It's a journey. It's a journey. It always is. Yeah, the more horrific, usually the better. <laughs> And welcome to Did I Do That? It's a podcast about making graphic design and mistakes, such as <laughs> not bringing my cards that have the intro to the show on them. its th- I don't think it's important for you to know what the premise of the show is. I'm not going to tell it to you. You you just have to guess. It's, it's a show. Uh, there's graphic design. There's mistakes. It's up to you to kind of see where things are. I think I also say it's part of the process. This is going to be a real a real gangbuster one in terms of me remembering things, huh? And I'm joined today by a very special guest. He teaches at the University of Central Arkansas. He's a podcaster in the design space himself. It's Mr. Pete Bella. Hi, Pete. Hey, Sean. Welcome. Thank you for being here. Um, oh, I love it. We're not in the usual studio space, my dungeon at Portland State. This is yeah. this is a strange hotel room. <laughs> um, it's, it's a building that is pretending to be old, very much so, and yeah. it is only 12 years old yeah it's remarkable isn't it it's very remarkable like they did a shockingly good job yeah it looks like a turn of the century you know yeah hotel space like the the lobby is all like wood paneling brass and yeah yeah. and when i say turn of the century i should mention like 1900 turn of the century yeah it's not there's not a lot of like backstreet boys cds downstairs (laughs) i mean there might be i didn't check. they're very well behind that desk yeah i bet you they loan out umbrellas if you get there early enough. But if you don't, then you can get the Backstreet Boys CD. And it's it's pretty good at covering your head except for the hole directly in the middle. Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, that's yeah. a big problem. Yeah, it's a very strange place here. In This is the uh, ETSU, Eastern Tennessee State University, I want to say, is what it is. Yeah, I think that's pretty accurate. Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely those words in some sequence. Yeah. yeah, it was an interesting
0: acronym myself. I was like, E-S-T-U or e- E-T-S-U. <laughs> ETSU East, phone
1: home, yes. I
0: think it, yeah. East Tennessee State University.
1: Yeah. I, we were trying to remember last night what the mascot is. It is the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers. Terrible. They're nowhere near the ocean. There's no water <laughs> anywhere. Right. Maybe the thing that they should be is the ETs. The ETs. Yeah. They could phone home. They could phone home. And Very nice. that would be a great rally to cry during the, you know, sporting events. Yeah. Like, phone home. <laughs> phone home. Very nice. Like they yeah. tell they tell their opponents phone home and tell them how bad they were beaten or something. There you go. Yeah. Something, something like, like that. that. I know how sports work. Absolutely. Um <laughs> The campus is quite beautiful. The campus is beautiful. The area is very beautiful. Oh, Johnson City, Tennessee. It's, very yeah. very nice. Driving here through I mean, driving being in the back of a lift. <laughs> Uh, brought here it was very interesting like there's a lot of like beautiful nature out here what's interesting too is you come down the main drag to the university
0: there's all these old like railroad town mills but they're all converted to these beautiful office buildings and there's other places that you hear trying to do that you're like oh go for it
1: and they (laughs) kind of come close but what they've done here is like remarkable like it's a beautiful little town it's not particularly walkable (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but, no, that's not so much. I mean, I also haven't been to downtown, which yeah. which you have. Well, it's a college town, right? It's a college town. It's a town. small college town. Yeah. So there's a lot kind of located within a
0: mile-ish from the university. So we got to experience white duck taco. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was fantastic. Where you actually had duck taco. I at- actually had roasted duck taco, and it was, it was fantastic. And the beautiful part is it's attached to a brewery. <laughs>
1: So there so was nothing convenient.
0: nothing went wrong, right? No. It was
1: perfect. It's a wonderful, yeah. a wonderful pairing. Well, the brewery that we stopped at, it's called Yeehaw. <laughs> yes. Yeehaw. And I had their dunkel. Yeah, their logo looks better than that sounds like it yeah. was. <laughs> it does. Yeah. Credit to them. They made the words Yeehaw look classy. Definitely. Um Good Dunkel? Good Dunkel. Yeah, Dunkle, dunkle was a, a dark lager. It was almost a stout. Order
0: kind of mix, but uh, you know, there I go on my whole craft beer passion. So I, I'll try to refrain from that. Oh, and d- we can't forget to tell the folks that there's a distillery down the road that I just somehow happened to find. What is the distillery? Tennessee Hills. Tennessee Hills. And I ended up picking up a few things for home. A little uh, Hellcat was the name of the gin. All right. And then um, you might end up censoring this out, but we'll see. They had a um, they had a rye that was called Dead Pecker. <laughs> As in cock the rooster,
1: and it's on the label, so it was it was very tasty as well. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure that's necessarily the effect you want to advertise from your <laughs> yes, from yeah. your, your alcohol. But okay, yeah, um, th- their naming was fantastic. Yeah, it, if they, it works for them, they then had fun. That's what it's all about. Yeah. The other thing that's nearby, and I went to Starbucks. I took the nearly half-mile journey to the <laughs> Starbucks this morning. And on the way there, I discovered a place, and you may have seen this place also. It is called PALS. I've seen the sign. Yeah. I've seen the sign. It's, it's like an explosion. Their subtitle is Sudden Service, which is the least reassuring subtitle that they could have come <laughs> up with. But on top of all that, like, just strangeness, they have the most delightful blue building that has just like a museum of really bad 1950s roadside sculptural giant food like the oh, okay. the the true like learning from las vegas duck type architecture yes, yeah and it is just it's so phenomenally unab- i'm gonna pass my phone to you see, All right, see yeah. this. interesting Okay, I get hot dog. Yeah, hot dog makes sense. But
0: if it looked more like a hot dog would look.
1: Yeah, it doesn't particularly capture the essence of hot dog. No. It really is closer to hot dog costume. And if my hot dog bun had um, this much flatness with curled ends, I would be concerned. I mean, we're all trying to find the guy who did this. So (laughs) The one that gets me the most, on the very top, like, there's this burger that is so big that it is like it's creeping into the building and presumably takes up the entire interior of the building if you extrapolate out the (laughs) diameter how did i not notice this i think we were all very tired (laughs) i'm sure i passed this but the very top there's this this thing of fries which is maybe the worst advertisement they could have come up with for their fries because it is this like giant hot dog giant hamburger tiny little micro package (laughs) of french fries and they all look like they're burned too they do yeah yeah it's It's very unappealing but somewhere
0: someone did that
1: someone made all of those choices i do wonder though if like if it was in stages if they were like well we're selling fries now so we've got to add fries to the outside Um, and the budget was low so yeah just a small package of fries oh no i learned from last time you can't build the hot dog off site it's (laughs) Oh, there's no way to get it here. So I, I am curious, so what sort of got you into design in the first place? Oh my goodness. Um we'll we'll have to stop this episode and start a new episode at this point.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's it's that it's that horrific. Uh it's no it's not horrific. <laughs> It's <laughs> a journey. It's a journey. It always is. Yeah. Well, it started when I was a small child, and that's the weird part of this story. Is literally, it literally did. Literally did. I don't think of myself as an extremely talented uh, artist. I can make
1: pictures, right? Yeah. And the pictures make sense, which I think is a very <sighs> common thing among yeah. design. Like, I think of myself much more as a problem solver than yeah, yeah. like anything. Um, I'm not Leonardo da Vinci, right? Leonardo. Um. My flying but machine. It is like go. a bat. <laughs> so I could draw
0: as a child very, very well. Uh, when I was seven, I drew a picture of a cat, a horse. You know, I was very into drawing animals. You know, photorealistic. Not like photorealistic like you see on Instagram. But you no. know for a seven-year-old, it looked like it was a high school student doing it. So – I could draw, but I don't think of myself as an amazing artist or an amazing illustrator or anything like that because I'm not. And even when I talk to students, I hear too many design educators tell students that want to be graphic designers, you have to be able to draw to be a graphic designer. (laughs) And I'm like, well, well, yeah, in 1968, (laughs) absolutely. Well, I I throw some names out there um, and I'm not going to do that now because some people might get offended like, oh, they can draw, but I'm not going to do that. (laughs) But what I'll do after that is I'll, I'll draw a triangle on the board, put a circle on top of the triangle, and then put a rectangle below the triangle. And if you can picture that in your mind, it looks like a little girl or a woman, right? Because the triangle makes the dress, the circle makes the head, and the rectangle makes the legs. So I draw that on the board, is, and I'm like, "Can anybody tell me what that is?" Structurally unsound snowman. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's even better. There's some imagination. I gotta keep that one. I gotta keep
1: it. <laughs> But structurally yeah. unsound snowman is yours. <laughs> but tada!
0: Right? Yeah. I can draw. I can make a resemblance of quote a picture that people can understand the communication and know what's going on. Yeah. That's what graphic design is. So yeah. So I could draw. You know, every holiday, my mother would be like, "Pete, come out here and show your auntie your drawings." Oh, <laughs> um, and and that ended up just. <laughs> You get damaged as a child. Let's just say that, okay? Parents, be careful with your children. <laughs> so, so apparently I could draw. I wasn't good for much else. <laughs> uh, <laughs> your I had, children are. Yeah. I, mean. I drew, right? I didn't like to read. I still don't like to read. I hate reading. <laughs> uh, uh, don't let the
1: English professors hear no, you. right?
0: I do like to write, but I, I'm a creative writer. Yeah, and I don't give a hoot about grammar or punctuation, and I put it where it makes sense for how I would speak the story, um, which you can already tell is pretty interesting. If you had to write this and put punctuation into it, um, <laughs> that's that's Descript's problem. <laughs> there, there you go, comma, asterisk, comma, comma, comma. Um, see, that's all comma, I know comma, about grammar. Comma, 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 Just
1: throw commas. Oh, very nice. Comes and goes. Comes and goes. I don't know any of the other words to the song. <laughs> is that a beggar moment? It might be. <laughs> I, I the thing that I've learned about this show is about I would say roughly fifty percent of any episode is a Rudiger moment. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh yeah. So I had these embarrassing moments,
0: and when it came time for middle school, high school, I tried music. I did sports. Um. I played baseball. I played hockey. I played football. Wow. And I was athletic, but my mind was more complex. <laughs> that sounds horrible, but my <laughs> mind was more complex, right? Uh, it wasn't simply like, i play on the football team, you know? I was too busy thinking about like, all right, if this guy's coming at me from that angle and he hits me hard enough, so what I need to do is make sure that I turn my body a certain way. So, you know, oh, God. so I process I, and my wife says, you overthink. <laughs> but no, no, no. I process. So through all that, I could still go back to my art and process. Yeah. Right? And still think things through and work things through. So in high school, I had uh, God bless my art educators because they kept me safe. I wasn't your ideal high school student. I graduated high school. We're not sure how. That is no exaggeration. Um, My senior year, my in-school attendance was 40%. Ooh,
1: that's a bit low, yeah. In
0: school. So that doesn't mean I went to class. Yeah, That means I was in school and they realized I was there. Thank goodness he's here today. Where were you? Well, I was either in art class or I'd go to PE. It's like I'd go down to the PE room and be like, what are you guys doing? dodgeball or whatever they were doing i'm like oh can i hang out so enough of the faculty in high school knew me and they were like oh he's in the building yeah sure come on into gym class today. yeah this sounds yeah. like a very chill high school um, and no Well, no, no. it depends who you ask but i would have like guidance counselors like peek their head in through the door of like the art room and go like oh, he's back there. okay and they're like okay he's here he's he's good um, and I wasn't a violent kid. wasn't fighting, wasn't causing problems. No vandalism. You know, pretty clean kid. But because of the way I think and I overprocess, there were certain things that didn't make sense of why I had to like soak in this information. Yeah, and everybody's like, history is important. English is important. Like it is. But there was a certain point where I'm like, I think I've, I think I've got what you need to give me, and I'm not getting any. Value, yeah. from, from this, there's no point in going the extended universe route yeah. with this. Yeah, it, so that was just my path. So it was, it was rough.
1: Yeah.
0: And even my guidance counselor called my parents in several times, oh. and the guidance counselor was like, "Your son will amount to nothing." He literally told them that in the hallway. <sighs> That's a fun yeah. energy. Cool. And I wish I wish we knew where he was today, <laughs> because I, you know, would love to tell him how you know I'm a very successful design educator in a in a very good prominent university you know and i've taught yeah. at, i've taught at uh, rit which is rochester Institute of technology one of the top design schools yeah in, in almost the world at this yeah point, i would so. say so so you know I'd, I'd love to have a small chat with him and go like <laughs> mount to nothing. I mean, that's the interesting thing and why I think I make a very unique special educator is because there's not a set path. Yeah. But back to my art teacher, Mrs. Romano, she really kind of said, if this is your passion, this is what you need to focus on in life. And she's the one that told me you need to go to college and look at possibly a career in the graphic arts. Yeah, That's what it was called back then. That kind of motivated me to kind of stick with my arts. And again, I wasn't an amazing painter. You know, there were students that were making way better work than what I was, way better ceramics or anything like that. But I think she realized that, like, I worked through process and it was just something that I was passionate about. Did you really have a sense of, like, what the graphic arts were really at that point? Actually, yeah. Actually, I did because in our art class in the senior year, we actually did a whole like unit, if you will, on graphic arts, graphic design. And she connected us with local businesses that needed advertising. Oh, shit. So you were doing
1: like actual stuff.
0: Yeah. And this is back in the day when everything was hand-drawn, hand-rendered, rub-on type, um, you know, different things like that. So as high school students, we got to work with a local business, and we all did an ad for them, and then our ad got run in the local Penny Saver.
1: Wow! Which well, do was you remember cool. what
0: business you advertised? I don't remember the name of it, but it was a transmission okay uh, transmission place. What was? Do you remember anything about the ad that you made? Oh yeah, it, black and white, so it was all pen and ink. Of course, I actually had to render. Well, I chose to. I rendered a transmission, so I drew out the entire transmission don't ask me what year what model or any of that (laughs) that's a Um,
1: complicated drawing yeah
0: and then we had to hand that's right we didn't use any rub type we had to hand do all the lettering Um, so i had some i had some type that was reversed out you know i had the big black header and different things like that and for some reason i understood a lot of the idea of like contrast and focal point and interest and direction and you know your hierarchy of information yeah heading your subheading your information your call to
1: action your whole compositional yeah thing just sitting out before you and all that made sense
0: to me as a high school kid
1: you know which is odd right
0: (laughs) most (laughs) high school kids in our class are like you know making ceramics and different things like that but
1: here's an apple
0: yeah yeah So, you know, so that kind of got me into it. I did then head off to college. I come from a a blue-collar family, you know, making ends meet, community college fit. It's a great place to start. Oh, it it is. My first experience... Uh, was only one semester because a couple things happened. One, th- the freedom of college—it
1: wasn't the same <laughs> as high school where everybody
0: was trying to like conform you to follow this regiment.
1: Yeah. So freedom was a problem. Yeah. Uh, There's no truancy officers yeah, at the community college, none whatsoever. And
0: uh, they actually give you like things to do, like student life, right? So I found a lot of time playing ping pong. I found the radio <laughs> club. Um, I found all these things that I could explore and I was welcome with open arms and nobody had any expected outcomes for you. It's like, hey, that's cool. So I did lose a little focus on the college experience then. But I, you know, I went for that semester, flunked out, got myself composed, went back later on. As soon as you have that moment where you realize like, OK, I made mistakes. Yeah. But now I realize that, hey, I know what I need to do. And I know what I need to get there. So I did that and then went off to my four-year college. And, man, it was
1: just the right path. Do you think you needed that experience of having that first term that was just like, this is a wash in order to find the value in it? Oh, for sure. Yeah.
0: I would suggest more students coming out of high school. To not just jump into college unless they're fully convinced, 100%, they've gone through everything, they've processed it all out, they know what they need, they know where they're at with their art or their design, Yeah, and it's like, boom, 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 here's where I'm going, here's what I want to do with my career, when I get done with my college education. Those students, go for it. Get into that college education, go for it. Otherwise, I think every student coming out of high school needs to breathe for a moment, needs to... Have some fun, have some responsibility, find, you know, the balance yeah. of what's needs to be serious in life and what needs to be fun in life. And then enroll in college, yeah. you know, it would make a big difference. Uh, my community college was at a great, uh, place, Erie community college, which is in Erie County just outside of Buffalo.
1: Oh, sure. Um, so I
0: grew up in Buffalo, uh, New York. Yeah. Um, so I did that community college there and I knew what was going on to my four year degree. Um, little context the year was (laughs) in the year in the year it was 1986 okay just a few years prior this amazing company came out with this amazing machine
1: called the macintosh the macintosh you say macintosh this is a home stereo system i believe similar yeah different yeah (laughs) so when i was looking at
0: the four-year schools i would walk in i'm like where's your graphics computers you guys don't have you guys don't have macintosh computers and the faculty would look at me like who are you (laughs) first and i when i wasn't going to tell them i was a delinquent high school kid um so this goes back to my whole process thing right so here's someone graduating in 1986 from high school knowing about this thing called the macintosh and the direction graphics were going who does that as a 18 19 year old 2 years after a big company says it's going to change the world
1: um so no- <laughs> they're going to they're going to throw a sledgehammer through a projector yeah. screen yeah that symbolizes IBM i guess yeah
0: but oddly enough no college campus had these computers so i'm like well okay that's not the route to go so i the community college was the choice while i was trying to figure out okay where am i going then so community college more tech focused right so it was oh my gosh it was a huge long name they always visual, are. Yeah, like something like visual arts and printing and communication technology. And oh why I'm moving God. my hands right now like a robot, Ugh. I have no idea.
1: That's. <laughs> I feel like they just put some words up on a wall and threw darts yeah. at them. Well,
0: they wanted to be the program that does everything
1: in two years. Oh, <laughs> <you> good. <know? laughs>
0: um, but they had a great speaker come in. His name is Frank Romano. And those in Deborah. the... Those in the uh, printing world. Uh, And even those in the graphic design world would hear Frank Romano and be like, oh my gosh, he's a legend. And uh, so he came in and spoke with our class. And he was from Rochester Institute of Technology, which is where I got my BFA from. It's where I worked as a professional for many, many years. Great university. But Frank came in and he talked about the printing program. So because I was in a tech school, it made sense for a four-year school to come talk about how they can continue this education in printing. So I talked to him, set up a meeting, went out to RIT, sat in his office, and he showed me all the stuff and, you know, awesome printing presses and pre-press and plate-making machines and all that old-school stuff. And I was like, but I want to do more of the making. I want to be more on the creative end. Yeah. And instead of him pushing me to go into his program, he's like, you know what? He goes, let's take a walk upstairs to the design school and meet some of the folks upstairs. And uh, that's what we did. We went upstairs and I met the uh, the people at that program. And, you know, we got to talking and everything like that. And here's the odd thing. When I did get back to my community studies and finish that, I was like top graduating student. Really? You know, I was no longer that delinquent high school student. It's because I was focused on what yeah. I what I wanted. You found your thing. Yeah, yeah. And not being told, like, you must go learn physics, you know. And it's like, <laughs> no. Um,
1: you must take this astronomy course where yeah. you observe planets in the yeah. brightest city yeah. in North America. And and world economics. I heard it was Ooh. a great class. I, I have no idea. <laughs> uh, the, the name doesn't make it sound like it is. Yeah. Very yeah. unappealing. And that's the
0: beauty of college life, right, is you get choices. Yeah. You know, you're like, you have to take two electives in this area. And you're like, okay, but. I have a hundred to choose from. Yeah, I'm sure I'll find something that fits. You know. So then, you know, got to RIT, and at this point, I was a non-traditional student because I took some time off. It wasn't because I found ping pong in the radio club, but it had more to do with um, the computer, yeah, the Macintosh. I wanted that tool to be a part of my education and a part of me entering in the workforce because I wanted to be cutting edge. Yeah, you,
1: know? you could already see that the old this ways is the way to go and yeah stuff yeah they were gone they Which were is go. yeah
0: the irony of it all is you can't use that machine without that knowledge of yeah. what came before it you know yeah so one i'm super glad that i did the community college and learned the old school way and then sat in front of a computer and then it made sense yeah it's like the reason that guides are blue is because of a blue line pencil on paste up it's not just because they thought it would be a great color it's so that it made sense to transition those in the profession to a different tool yeah and all the artboard and all the different things everything about all that software is totally related to the analog system even in photography film editing
1: oh yeah all, all that yeah when you get into like camera raw and stuff like that it's just like being in a dark room you're yeah. changing light exposure and stuff like that yeah and that's getting harder and harder to teach our young students yeah i noticed There's that they a have a dark room here and separation. i'm jealous cuz i don't think yeah i don't think any school that i know of still has a real dark room ours does still uh, yeah UCA lucky. still has and uh, and i hope it stays we're
0: getting a new building it's an amazing space oh congratulations but, yeah thank you I'm excited for it too. I've been teaching long enough and hearing so many great stories about how one day
1: we will get a new building. <laughs> uh, that's the. It's coming. I love that that's a universal. <laughs> it is. That we it all is. Have. Yeah. Someday the new building will come and yeah. save us. Exactly. Right. Smite our enemies. Which is interesting because there's so much
0: technology and arts. But then the business department gets a brand new building. But all they do is stand in front of a whiteboard and talk.
1: Oh, but it's a bigger whiteboard now. Yeah. yeah it's one crazy. of those smart ones that takes notes so for you or something. Yeah. Never been entirely sure what those do or why they exist. Too much tech. Too yeah. much tech.
0: That's it. So the professional world. Man, this is a long journey. <laughs>
1: I told you. I told, I'm like, you
0: asked. They the, always you are. You asked. You asked. Yeah. Um, I did several internships, a design agency, an advertising agency, a public relations agency. I've done freelance design from when I was 16. I started sign painting when wow, I was Wow, really? And then my professional career, though, I ended up working in education as a designer. Yeah. Which, again, is very bizarre if we go back to talk about my high school days. <laughs> like. Um, Your professional career now is in education. Okay. Started at the University of Missouri Rolla, which has a bigger name now. They changed that. And then I started working at Rochester Institute of Technology, my alma mater, and is a senior designer there. And I worked there for 12 years. Oh, Um, So I designed their athletics mascot, shifted it from the one they had during the 80s and 90s, made a a bit more contemporary version of that. There's a whole nother hour podcast on that discussion. (laughs) Um because admissions started the process which is weird right admissions was like let's make a new athletics logo
1: that is very weird yeah. why would they care um, is it a draw? there was a lot there was
0: a lot of energy around the athletics because the hockey team during that time was oh. what, what's the right word the word that's hopping in my head is elite but that wasn't it they were just stunning they were remarkable so the energy on campus with athletics was intense so admissions wanted to capitalize right so i did a rough rendering It was "Eh, eh," as far as quality goes. (laughs) And they're like, okay, we we like it. Let's push it a little bit farther. So I started the design for it. Design was going well, but there was something quirky about it. I'm like, it's just something just isn't right with it. And sure enough, the athletics department caught wind that we're working on it because I also did a lot of the publications for the athletics department. So I was, you know, good friends and colleagues with those folks.
1: So the athletics department didn't even know that this was happening until this stage of the process. Yes, exactly. exactly. (laughs) So we had a very, I don't know if
0: he's still there. So I I should be cautious because (laughs) uh, we had a, he was very proud of his athletics department the guy that was running athletics. Yeah. And he definitely said, well, there's no way that some clown in in the administration is going to be working on our athletics logo. That's ours and our property. (laughs) So I had to hand over all the work that I did. like, Oh, like literally hand over the- All the illustrations. Oh my God. All all my work in Adobe Illustrator. Everything that I had created thus far, I had to give to them. And they hired an outside agency from another town to finish it. (laughs) (laughs) um which was fine but i always bring this point up too because we talk about this in class right you know we talk about these as you said mistakes and in and whatnot through our professional experience if you look at the head of the tiger r.i.t tigers it's it's great if you look at the rest of the tiger it's great as well right but i'm sure the layman doesn't see it but as a designer they basically took what I had created and then designed the body. And they they oh. polished it up a little bit. They polished the head up. And they did a great job. Yeah, they, they polished it up. And it looks wonderful. Right? I was very proud of that. But then they did the rest of the tiger's body. You know, the, the four limbs and the tail. And he's pouncing through the air. And you can look and say, that head is attached to a body. It's not done in the same it's a, vein. A little, little Frankenstein, perhaps. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like I said, the, the layman won't notice it, but if you point it out and you start looking at it, you're like, huh, yeah, that doesn't quite <laughs> match up. Um, but only a, I think only a trained eye is going to pick up on it. Yeah. You well, know. I'm sure
1: that it's only printed everywhere oh, on gosh. every piece of merchandise that the school is selling. Yeah, exactly. So. You know, it's a proud moment. They're still using it.
0: That same energy of how well the team was doing, they went to the Frozen Four.
1: That what?
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's so, what it's called? Yeah, it's, it's called the Frozen Four. Yeah. In in the northeast, that
1: seems like the punishment one. That's where the worst teams should go. <laughs> the Frozen Four, yeah. yeah. The Tropical Four maybe is the <laughs> the victory. Yeah, held in
0: Detroit, Michigan. Right, where else would you have a Frozen Four?
1: <laughs> but in, in
0: Detroit, I think they move around though. But that's where it was. Got to be somewhere cold. Yeah. So there's this tiger head that I had created. I didn't finish, but you know, I'm still the original designer, and even the publications department, which is. The, department I worked under said no you you are the designer of that and I thought that was very respectful even though an
1: outside agency finished it yeah Yeah. but they still gave me credit that is so weird too that they would just like not I mean I guess it must have been to their benefit as the outside agency just to be like, well, we like this and we don't want to reset the process entirely. Yeah. But then why was athletics so (laughs) just like ownership? Yeah, there wasn't a problem with where the The design was was going. Yeah. And it was
0: even – so there's a bronze tiger statue on campus of an actual tiger that lived on campus back in the, the 40s. I'm sorry, what? Yes. RIT had a real live tiger mascot. That lived on
1: campus. Where? I,
0: I don't know the details.
1: What? Yeah. Just I don't, free roaming? R- Richie. Richie the tiger. Richie the tiger. Yeah. And um, Richie the tiger devoured four freshmen today.
0: <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, he just hung out in the student lounge.
1: Yeah. So, you know. Always smoking weed in there. God, Richie. Just like. <laughs> oh, go back to your dorm. Yeah. Oh, Richie. <laughs>
0: uh, he, uh, he lived a good life, though. And, you know, they had, then they had the statue. But then I used that and used my designer's eye and found the right angle and perspective. Yeah. And the Athletics logo is then designed around that sculpture and the roaring the roaring tiger. Yeah. But it, but it just comes down to, you know, and, and this is the important part of the conversation, is you really have to know who the players are. Yeah. And you have to know their attachment, who gives approvals, who says yes and no. This athletic director, he was a very successful director of the athletics department, but he also was very proud and had a lot of ownership. Yeah, And, and probably and a lot of power team. within the university. To... Yeah. Yeah. When your teams are doing that well, yeah. you can go to the president and say, hey, hey. this is how it's going to roll.
1: <laughs> Some other departments decided to redesign my logo. That doesn't seem
0: good. Right. So as just the mere senior designer, many steps down that escalator, you just kind of go, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> here's here's all the work that i've done
1: yeah yeah and that yeah that is that's navigating that type of water is very hard very hard very yeah. hard um so i mean that wasn't necessarily a
0: mistake where i was like did i did i do that but uh, <laughs> but that was definitely like did i did i do that so you know the whole <laughs> imposter syndrome it's like it's yeah, all about it's all about that. the intonation yeah yeah i did do that i did do that yeah uh but my biggest mistake was more like a frat party hazing moment for a designer. I was an intern at a advertising agency and they gave me a project to work on. All I can remember is it's either GLM or GML. It might be GML. But what it was, was a company that was business to business and they provided herbs and more of like the um,
1: powder. Formula or whatever, yeah. And whatever. these are it's just weird. These are not air quote springy noise herbs. These herbs, are actual yeah. herbs, <laughs> right?
0: Roots and uh-huh. different things for the medical industry and health industry. Oh this wait, still this sounds still going, going, very suspect. Yeah, it's still going the wrong
1: way. Yeah. So a guy will sell them to you, and it's yeah. normal, and there's no problems. Exactly.
0: Yeah. So they they said, hey. The folder is in the drive. Go ahead, dive in there. Um, there needs to be a campaign. There's three different ones that we're working on now. And it's like hibiscus, Ooh. some weird roots, and some other plant, whatever. <laughs> um, I was like, all right, cool. And all the copies written and everything. So, well, that makes it a lot easier. That's great, right? The I've, idea of I've, having
1: all your content up front,
0: oh, yeah. what so a gift. I've, I've got copy and I've got pictures, but that's it—like pictures of the herb or the root or whatever. But that's it, you know. And it's a transparency; someone already had cut it out for other advertisements for this company and whatnot.
1: Oh, dang! So very
0: convenient, very convenient. So I'm like, all right, well, here's my chance to shine as an intern. I want to make my impact with this advertising agency that was super
1: creative, you know, they did all kinds of really profound, really cool ads, yeah, and you are you are an intern, so you are you really want to get that attention yeah. on you, like yeah, yeah, let me show them
0: my chops exactly. Yeah. so the one had some copy that was good, but I told you I like to write and yeah. I like to write creatively. So I took it upon myself to Wordsmith, what was already written. <laughs> So I I just added a few words, you know, to make it more interesting. Yeah. Because it was very dull. Okay. I did say earlier it was business to business. It's
1: business to business selling herbs. That's not going to be exciting. Right. And it shouldn't be, which is where it all went wrong. Oh, no. (laughs) So, So I took it upon myself
0: to wordsmith this so it's more creative and more fun. And I wrote something about it being heavenly and, you know, the powers that it has to heal. Right? Absolutely. So what else would you do but find a picture of a monk looking to the sky with his hands open? And not <laughs> and not your traditional monk. Some kind of goofball that you'd see in, like, the Three Stooges. Oh, of course. Yeah. A uh, Mel Brooks film. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's, you know, all black background behind him. So it's a very uh, low-key photograph. Lots of contrast with his hands kind of open looking at the skies going, <laughs> And, uh, And the heavenly powers of this herb. And they wanted concepts. That was my task as the intern. So there were some kind of under-the-breath chuckles. The feedback I got was, that's really not the direction that we hoped this would go in. Uh, But then later that day, as I was exiting my internship for the day, there's that ad posted up, and and we'll call it the war room, (laughs) on the wall so everybody could see my great creative work. And to this day, I don't know oh. if it was I don't know if it was like a, like a hazy moment where it was, I was the butt of all jokes, or if it was like, yay, this kid's really creative. He didn't do it for the right project. Yeah. but look at his great work. Well like, it's a good
1: it's a fun yeah. concept, yeah. Like, no,
0: if it was on the fridge, you know, <laughs> maybe <laughs> but it definitely was it wasn't it got on a on little letter magnet yeah. holding it up. yeah but. but it was definitely on display, so I didn't know how to take that. oh Oh. it's weird yeah that's not a great feeling no no it was very like uneasy yeah yeah because in my eyes it was a good ad it was you know
1: it was very catchy yeah funny you know it brings energy to this thing that is completely devoid of energy exactly even the tiger is not excited about these herbs (laughs) but it, it but it wasn't the direction that they were looking for no i didn't lose
0: the internship or anything like that you know um,
1: how how long did it stay up
0: oh a couple of weeks i think oh god yeah, yeah. it wasn't just like <laughs> oh, no. the afternoon it,
1: yeah it was up
0: there for a couple of
1: weeks that's too long. Yeah. That's much too long. I think even if I felt good about that at the beginning, yeah, a week or two in, I would be like, "Oh God, but, it's still there." But
0: I, again, you wish you would have gotten a little bit more information.
1: One context, out of the gates. very important. Yeah. yeah, it's like this is
0: who the company is. You get to like, here's their persona. Here's about them. Here's where they do their business, and yeah. get all that information. Who they're trying to appeal yeah. to. That's why I think it was hazing, though, because it was just like, "Hey, make us an ad." Wink, wink. <laughs> right. And all the all the senior designers and art directors are all like looking over the edges of the cubicles going, what's going to happen? What's
1: gonna yeah. Happen? Yeah. It has all the things that would indicate that it's like a test to see yeah, yeah. what you can do. Right. Or like a bunch
0: of uh, 12-year-old kids that showed up on the farm and they're playing around the pig pen and they're like, hey,
1: let's throw a chicken in the pig pen and see what happens. <laughs> oh, Jesus. That's kind
0: of what it felt like, you know?
1: <laughs> I don't – I that chapter of Charlotte's Web has been excised, I think. <laughs> Charlotte did not have good things to write about yeah. in, that, in that one. Right. Yeah, what you Pig say? hate chicken. Yeah, I think that's one of the biggest moments of – again, it was hard to navigate
0: because I didn't know if I should be embarrassed.
1: Yeah. You know, it, it was very confusing. But, I mean, you did yeah. good work, and you did good work within the confines of what you'd been given, which was just content and nothing else. Right. <laughs> and that, that's so impressive. Bizarre. Or it was
0: like, hey, the intern's coming in today. What do we do with him?
1: Oh God. <laughs> it yeah. could have been that. We can't have him get coffee again. He's gotta <laughs> do some design thing or right. else. what like what else did you do in that internship? Oh goodness. And that's funny because I
0: don't really remember much else. And I was there for three months, you know. That's a but, pretty but, long one, yeah. But the rest of it I'm scarred. <laughs> i can't i don't remember that one, much else
1: yeah. well i mean yeah that's going to stick with you yeah much as it stuck to the wall of the war room yeah they were a great agency though
0: and it was them that helped me along on my career too you know that sent me on to my next internship so they uh they definitely you know set me on the right trajectory and you know my freelance work and we learned a lot about the business of freelance you know through them afterwards
1: So, I mean, it was a very important moment, and it sent you on the trajectory to do other things and then bring you back into the fold of academia. Yes, yeah. To be an academia nut.
0: Yeah, and that's a whole other, for another time, you know, if we ever get another conversation together, um, how I got into academia. Because, you know, I was doing very well as a professional designer. I had a cushy job and great benefits, and there was nothing wrong with life. I got a little taste of of teaching of guiding some young people
1: on being creatives.
0: I was like, Man, that was fun. Yeah. That was fun. And oh. here I am. Yeah.
1: The siren song, it lures you in. It, yeah. And the it's all smokes,
0: smoke screen what is it?
1: Mirrors and <laughs> <shot> <laughs> hell smoke and mirrors.
0: Smoke and mirrors. Yeah. There's plenty of smoke and mirrors. There was plenty no... in that
1: tiger's dorm room, I'll tell you what. Yeah. I gotta stop talking <laughs> about the tiger. Yeah.
0: It could have been well, it did happen on that campus. <laughs> uh. But there was very little discussion of my faculty, my old professors. That when I, we got to talking about teaching, there was very little of a war, heed's of warning or. Yeah. By the way, this comes with baggage. <laughs> you know, this system's that. excruciatingly dumb for yeah. no reason. Yeah, I think they just knew I'd be a great educator, and that's what they told me. And they're like, "We've been waiting for you." And I was like, "What?" And you know, the whole imposter syndrome. Yeah. Right. We've talked about that a few times, alluded to it. Yeah. You know, it's a real thing. And that's one thing that everyone will experience forever. Forever. You uh, never stop. No. So you just have to know that you are good at what you do. Otherwise, you wouldn't be there in the first place. Yeah. Someone would not have asked you to join them and be part of their team. Yeah. If you weren't. So even though we make mistakes, you know, even though we do things, we're like, oh, God, did I do that? Right? <laughs> Um, yeah, you said it three
1: times. Now we've summoned Urkel. Oh God.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But guess what? You're still awesome at what you do, you know, and there's still a place for you at the table. So don't let those things make you decide not to do what you love.
1: I, that is a beautiful message for us to end on. Thank you so much for being here, Pete, for taking some time out of this conference to sit down with me. Oh, you're and very Hang welcome. out in my <laughs> weird hot hotel room, <laughs> right? Um, if people want to find more about you and your podcast and and your work, where can they go oh, sure. to locate these things? Well, thank
0: you very much. My podcast is called Design Dedux. So yes. designdedux. It's also on Instagram. There's an underscore somewhere between design and dedux. So, you know, make sure you check that out. It's linked on the website. You can go to petebella.com. And from there, you can see I got three different tabs. One is me as an educator, one is me as a business owner. I do own a small business where I do videography, photography, and design. And then the other tab there is design dedux. And that's the podcast where you can get all the information. And my podcast is, interestingly, audio, and I do have a YouTube channel that has the podcast recorded. You can see the people talking. Yeah. Uh, which is something I really love. I see video podcasts where they just have, like, bars moving, right, as people That's talk nothing. with a picture. <laughs> but, uh, who like, wants you know, to watch that? Yeah. I, I want to show the people. So my
1: podcast definitely has the people present in them check it out I yeah. would love it and especially if you are interested in the design yeah. and education space like yeah. design and, is and that's fantastic
0: the, that's the thing of it design deducts and everyone's like deducts I've not heard that before I've heard Harvard redux but deducts is derivative and that's the way I look at design is it's not we're not redoing yeah everything's a remix and so <laughs> so that's where design deducts come from in the taglines creating success in design education so it's for students it's for educators it's for
1: professionals, even and a great everyone. one to start with is this was sort of what we connected on. You you had past guest and, and my colleague, Briar Levitt. Oh yeah, episode talking about design histories. Yeah, appreciate that. Thank you again so much for being here. Now I don't have my close of show cards. So See, I'm going to.
0: Did you do that? Did I, I, do I keep
1: that? doing it? Why do I want to do that? It's just a clever. Well, it's clever. Name. I mean, that's why it was on every T-shirt for perfect. several years, along with his many other catchphrases, which were both less memorable and more problematic. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. But yeah, so uh, thank you uh, to you, the person who is listening to this show. If you enjoyed hearing the show, um, congratulations to you on doing that. And you may want to celebrate it. And what better way could you have to celebrate it than to go on the website that you use to listen to the show and rate it five stars if you could. Helps people discover the show. And uh I think there's another thing that I say but I don't remember what it is, so maybe I'll put it in and post. Uh anyway, I am Sean Schumacher. This is Did I Do That? And as we always say, Deborah? Okay, bye. <laughs> Why would I reference a thing that I'm definitely going to cut out? What a dumb... Right. It's just... It's just what we... Do. It's just what do. Thank you so much. Yeah. But, so, you you, you were a... Oh, yeah. I was telling you, you my Reyna. story. Yeah. I
0: was telling you my story. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, I, this I this have is this... how this show works, yeah. Well, thank goodness, because this is how my mind works. I have... Rabbit holes that go into other rabbit holes that intersect with mole holes, right back into wormholes, and it's just—oh no, you'll go to the gamma quadrant.
1: quadrant.